Are you a solopreneur or small business owner with a remarkable story to share, but uncertain about how to break through the noise and captivate the attention of media? Well, if so, you're in luck because my next guest is going to be sharing all about that and more. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back. I am Jen Vasquez. Uh, using my proven Pinterest marketing method, I help hyper busy female service providers create one marketing workflow to book more clients, increase their income and impact in about an hour a week. And I host expert interviews on marketing and mindset and everything that will help you to grow your business. So if marketing is something that you want to learn and you want to take action in your business, Business, I would love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel or our podcast so that you're alerted every time we up no, upload a new episode. Today, oh, I'm so excited to be chatting with Amy L. Bartko of Chatterbox. Amy is a seasoned PR professional, juvenile brand expert, and founder of Chatterbox. She's a global expert in building brands and promoting products for families from pregnancy through childhood with a keen grasp on unique niche of how to reach busy parents. Chatterbox strategically works with both online and brick and mortar brands from startups to worldwide brands, supporting them from brand development and digital strategy to product placement, influencer, and celebrity marketing, traditional media, and consumer events. Prior to Chatterbox, she has had 25 plus years of strategic communication experience working for small to mid-sized companies in the baby and kid industry. Chatterbox clients have been featured in Forbes, Today.com, Today's Show, New York Times, Good Morning America, Time Magazine, Wall Street Journal, and so many more. Welcome, Amy. I'm so excited to get you on the podcast and YouTube. Yes, thank you so much, Jen, for having me. I am super excited to dive deep into sharing with your audience how to properly, you know, talk to the media and get their brands covered. So thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I always start with this question, but I know that I love this sort of windy road on how businesses get to where they are today in their business. So I'd love to find out what jobs came before and kind of what got you to the business that you're in today. You know what? Thank you for asking that. Uh, you know, I was, I've been in sales and marketing. I feel like, um, my entire life, my entire adult career has been sales and marketing. And early on I was in medical sales, which was great. And I really thrived in that environment, but then I went and had babies and I, 
go figure, right? Uh, so when I had my children, my time was spent, you know, away from my house the entire day. Often I was gone from six to six and I just, I couldn't handle that. So I quit medical sales and started, you know, doing, um, working in marketing, uh, you know, part-time as a stay-at-home mom and really kind of developing that work-life balance. And I just started, you know, really into the PR and marketing aspect, advertising, really, you know, helping brands guide their venture and how to be more uh, present and visible to their consumers. Uh, and about, oh my goodness, Noah is 10. And so about 10 years ago, I started Chatterbox. And yeah, so. It's crazy. I, I swear so many cool businesses and entrepreneurs come from women having children. And, you know, I was, I started my first business in 2009 because I was tired of leaving before they, my kids, my four kids woke up and coming home after they've already been in bed in sales and marketing, just like yourself. And I was like, this, this is not the life that I want to live. And I think so many entrepreneurs and small business owners can really identify with that. You know, it's funny that you say that because, and I don't know if I'm jumping in too quickly, but um, the chatterbox, I specialize in, like you had mentioned, the baby and kids space. And so I work with manufacturers and brands that develop products. And I will tell you that 75% of products that are developed in that baby and kids space are developed by moms, yeah. by parents that not just moms, but parents that have, you know, experienced this whole realm of raising kids and how this could be easier. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, a lot of products have been, you know, birthed from, you know, having kids themselves. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that, you know, you, there's many things and ways that you can like work through having kids and still working. And I think moms are some of the most creative people at finding ways to accomplish <laughs> all of that. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, we are like super moms and super women. Yes, we can get it all done. We're like octopus, you, you know, where, yes. And I feel like we have the best why, you know, people always talk about the why of your business. And for me, it's to spend more time with my family. And in order to do that, I have businesses and the businesses are set up so that I have like Tuesday all day to spend playing with my grandchildren on the ground. Like that is, that is why I have the businesses that I have. So true. Work-life balance is so important. I was talking with a friend who is still in medical sales and she made the comment to me just a couple of weeks ago, there is no such thing as work-life balance. And all I could think of in my head is it's because you're still in medical sales. Um, you, you know, so, so yeah, there is absolutely such thing as work-life balance and I embrace it like all the time. <laughs> 
I know. Um, when you're looking to pitch a journalist on behalf of your clients, what's one of the first things that you do before pitching? Um, and so that people can apply kind of what you do for your clients to their own business. Um, excellent question. And I, it's so funny um, because there are so many people that spray and pray uh, I know that that is very much of a term in our PR, you know, realm and um, space, but spray and pray is something that you should absolutely never do. Copy and paste a pitch, you know, or mass pitch, that is absolutely something you don't do. So what I personally do before every single pitch, I look up the journalist on LinkedIn I look them up on their social media platforms. I read their most recent articles that they've um, published. And I spend probably a good 30, 45 minutes on doing all of these steps before I even write the pitch. And the pitch um, should always be personal. You know, you, you reference back to... Um, you know, what they did over the weekend or what, you know, um, you took from one of their latest articles, you know, like I recently pitched this one um, journalist and it's funny because not all journalists will respond to you, but if you make it personal, then you are more likely to get a response. And she wrote an article in Real Simple about, um, what a hot mess her uh, linen closet was, her bathroom linen closet. And I was, as I'm reading this article, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I am going to take every single one of her tips that she wrote in this article and tackle my own linen closet this weekend. And that's what, how I opened my email to her. It was like, thank you so much because I need this so much, so badly in my life. I need you, you know, I need my linen closet to be more organized. Within 10 minutes, she responded to me. So with that said, make it personal, make it, you know, do not spray and pray. You're not going to copy and paste um, and get a response or get covered. Yeah, I, I would agree with that wholly. Having a podcast and people that pitch to me on a regular basis, um, I'm very clear on my podcast. It's for women by women. And 65% of pitches are coming from men. And I'm like, did you even look at my podcast? Did you even listen to my podcast? Like that is not helpful in any way, shape or form. And anyone that says, I listened to this and this is how, how I connected the dots or this is what it helped me do. I'm all over that. That is a pitch that I would absolutely want to reply to. I'm, I'm and I'm not a, a, a person writing articles in a magazine, but I, it's the same principle in my mind. Well, and it's interesting that you know you bring up the podcast because I would equate podcast as being like the new Instagram. You know, I they they are evolving over the course of the past couple of years and. If 
if a brand is not pitching to a podcast, looking to be on a podcast, they absolutely should. I mean, I talk to every single one of my clients about being on a podcast. This should be in your life. Absolutely. And as a um, veteran PR, you know, publicist, pitching podcasts, I used to pitch podcasts the same way that I would pitch the media, but it's still a little bit different, you know, <clears throat> and I wouldn't, you know, like five years ago, I wouldn't get responses and I tweaked the way that, you know, I lessons learned, you know, I tweaked the way that I was pitching podcast hosts and my open rate is so much better and my response rate is so much better. So absolutely. It is exactly the same. Yeah. What, and you mentioned, I was going to ask the number one don't, and you said, don't spray and pray, which absolutely I fully agree with. Um, but are there common mistakes or other mistakes that could really hinder the success of a pitch? Mass pitching. If you mass pitch, you are very likely to not get your product, your email opened and they can tell explain what mass pitches so that people understand yes absolutely uh so there's a lot of platforms like for example we have vision and muckrack and you know different pr platforms where you find journalist information so if you're pitching through these platforms it gives you the ability to like click a box and you know where it when you click the box for a hundred journalists then you're like sending this email to a hundred journalists at one time so that is mass pitching and that is like the number one well spray and pray and mass pitching are like the two do nots i mean just don't do it because they can tell um, you know, a journalist can tell if you're match, mass pitching. And the other way to mass pitch is just copy and paste a bunch of email addresses into one email. Um, and, yeah. that, and then, and that goes back to your do, right? Which is to make it personal and you can't make it personal if you're mass emailing or mass pitching. You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. That, yes, absolutely. It's crazy. Um, if you could tell your younger self how to navigate the world of media and journalism, what would you tell yourself? So like what valuable lessons have you basically learned from pitching to media? Relationships. Relationships, relationships. Instead of like one-off transactions, correct? Absolutely. I mean, I, it's funny because I pride myself, even when I work with, you know, brands and it, it's all about the relationship you build with them. And when I'm working with a journalist, you know, um, or a podcaster or an influencer and a celebrity for that matter, you know, I really work hard at cultivating and nurturing the relationship. Because if you build that relationship, um, your email is going to get opened. If you are gifting them for, you know, like celebrity and influencers for giftings, um, 
your box is going to get opened and they are more likely to post about your uh, product that you send them. You So relationships and nurturing them over the course of time is extremely important, What no matter who it is. And, and how would that look in terms of building the relationship? I mean, obviously we don't wanna be sending them 8,000 DMs and 8,000 emails on a daily basis, <laughs> right? Like, cause that's kind of stalking, right? So what would that relationship building look like? You know, it's getting personal, you know, knowing who they are, knowing um, their children's names, knowing, you know, um, are they married? Are they not married? You know, their likes and dislikes. Um, and you, journalists are very open about having social media relationships with you. So, you know, take that extra step and, you know, um, Find them on social media, find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Journalists are on Twitter, like 90% of them are on Twitter and use that as a platform for their um, for their journaling. Uh, you know, they ask for requests on um, Twitter all the time. So, but get personal with them. Yeah, that's a great, I, I, there's so many times that people are not even following me on social media when they're pitching. And that's, that's a little bit of, it is obviously better if I see them following me and they comment or they like some posts, and then I see a pitch in my email, it, I'm more likely to open that. So that I would totally agree with. Um, what are some effective strategies? Because I find that researching takes a long time. Like you said, 30, 40 minutes and probably cause you have experience at it, but like how, what are some strategies for researching and identifying the right journalists or the right media outlets to pitch so that you're ensuring that your story aligns with their interests and audience? That's an excellent question. So for me, um, because I am in the baby and kids space, I have a Google alert set on my, um, on Google for pregnancy, pregnant celebrities, um, baby and kid toys. I have a Google alert set on all the topics that are around what it is that I do. And so every morning I receive the Google alert and then I'll look to see what articles have been written and who wrote those articles. Uh, so for, it, it, for me, it's twofold because one, it tells me what, well, I guess really threefold. Um, so what publication, you know, are they writing in, who they are and what products are they covering? And making sure that aligns with your expertise. Exactly. It yes, making sure that it aligns with my niche. Like for example, I have um, uh, my client Melly. Um, they have uh, feeding products, and they're a Canadian-based company, and they're brand new. And I just love love their products. They're so fun and whimsical, and you know, kids love them. 
So I have an alert set for, you know, um, you know, children's feeding products, toddler feeding products, you know, I'll do searches to see who's writing about this and also what other products are being covered. You, so then I take the next step and I'll search the products, you know, the other competitor products to see what's being covered. And I'll take a deep dive into that. And so it really does open up this whole, you know, world that it's like, okay, you know, this person's covering this. And so, yeah, it's research and it takes a lot of time and a lot of people don't realize it. And that's why a lot of people do the spray and pray um, because they don't take the time and the effort to go through these steps. So smart. What role does storytelling play in a successful pitch and how can our listeners and watchers infuse compelling narratives in their pitches so that it resonates with journalists? So storytelling is very important, but one of the things you want to keep in mind is journalists receive about a thousand emails a day. Okay, let me just say that again. A thousand <laughs> emails <laughs> a day. And they they're very select on what they open, you know, so, and they only, they have just a, you have two seconds to capture their attention. So your opening, which again, you know, you make it personal, that's going to tell them if they're going to read on. And then, you know, you make these bullet points um, of what your product is. You keep it short, you keep it sweet, and you keep it scannable. You know, you want to make sure that your email is scannable because if you have this long email that's, you know, five paragraphs long, it's likely they're not going to get past the first two sentences. But if you make bullet points of each of the different products that you are um, covering or pitching in that particular, you know, um, pitch, then they're likely to scan it. You know, um, you want to have links in it. You want to have images linked in it. Um, never send attachments. Um, do ne never send attachments. That's going to end up right in their spam folder. And if your attachment is too large, then they can't open it, right? Um, often, you know, it will end up bogging it down their inbox. So storytelling, back to your original question, is very important, but you want to keep it just um, very short and very sweet. And you're right, like what they say in that first sentence is gonna tell me if I'm gonna read on or not. Beyond that, if they're telling me like how they were listening to me while they were taking their kids for a walk, I'm gonna feel connected to them, right? Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, what, and I always love to ask this question of my guests, what three things, have helped you grow your business? These could be tools, advice, really anything, but what three things would you say have really helped you grow your business? The number one thing that's helped me grow my business is 
my ability to build relationships <clears throat> in my particular space of baby and kid chatterbox and myself, um, you know, people know who I am and, you know, I've worked with a lot of, you know, people. Um, so with brands, with journalists, with influencers, building relationships absolutely is my number one, um, thing that has helped me build my business. And then I feel like um, number two would be the different areas that I've used to invest in myself to help me grow my business. You know, I mean, I know you from the collective and <laughs> that's that for, for all my listeners that have heard the, the pitch club and Rebecca Cafiero, we, we, we love that group. We have some amazing women there. Absolutely. And just, you know, I mean, relationships, you know, that I've built in there. Um, but, you know, really investing in yourself, because if you as an entrepreneur, a lot of times, you kind of feel like you're on this island on your own. But if you invest in, you know, um, mentor programs, or, you know, continuing education, and just making sure that you're up to um, speed on what's happening in your space, today. So I feel like that's number two. Um, actually, that might be um, like, that's probably a two part. So maybe like number three would be knowing what is going on in my industry and my space. The landscape of journalism has changed drastically over the last three months, the last six months, the last 18 months. I mean, gone are the days of people working for, you know, big magazine conglomerates. You know, today we have freelance. And the great thing about it is, is the relationships I built for the people that worked at, you know, um, Hearst Magazine or, you know, any of those big Meredith publications, they're no longer working there, but they're still journalists. And so now today it's actually even better because they're freelancers and, you know, they're writing for 10 different magazines. So by pitching them, you know, one pitch, one product, they have this, this buffet of publications they're working for that they could, you know, choose what it's going to be the best fit for. And by building those relationships, they could end up reaching out to you because they know that you are an expert in your niche and that they could get somebody to interview for any of those people that they tend to work for as freelancers. Absolutely. And that happens all the time. Um, so yeah, so the relationships are big for sure. Um, before we get to the gift that you are generously sharing with our audience, tell everyone about the services that you provide in case anyone listening and has a focus in your niche and they're like, I really need her help. Um, tell everyone how, what services you have. Um, yes, thank you. Uh, so I do PR retainers. Um, so where I actually would work with your brand to 
uh, execute a PR strategy um, for you. Uh, I also have PR consulting, which, uh, you know, there are some brands that would like to take that service in-house. They just don't know where to start. So I develop a customized roadmap for you and teach you how to execute your own PR strategy in-house. Um, I also do uh, influencer and celebrity, which I tie that in with my um, retainer clients, but I do influencer and celebrity giftings um, quarterly. So like our gifting, we have a gifting coming right up, uh, our coming up, our fall gifting. Um, and then we also have one um, for the holidays where I have... 10 influencers, 10 celebrities that I um, choose and I gift them, you know, a, a basket, a gift basket. And yeah, so I have those different um, services that I offer. So very good. And now tell everyone about your freebie and how it will help our audience. So if you click on the link in the show notes, um, you will receive a 16 or 12 page um, document that shows you five do's and don'ts when pitching the media. And it goes into great detail as far as what exactly to do, what do, you should not do, um, and the reason behind it. So wow. That is amazing. I cannot wait to download that myself. Uh, but I would love to know what the best way to get in contact with you is in case anyone wants to take the conversation further. Yes, absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Amy Bartko, and you can also email me. Um, my email address will be in the show notes, but it's amy at chatterboxbrands.com. Those are the best ways to get in contact with me. Um, so yeah, if you feel like you have any questions or anything, definitely reach out. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming, your valuable time, um, because time is money, and all of your valuable advice. And for everyone else, go out there and do something good for your business, like snagging Amy's gift so that you are thoughtfully and researching wise and connecting with stories when pitching your business for to the media or for podcasts or whatever else. And uh, thank you so much for being here, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun and talking with you, you know, in, on this platform, um, it's great. So I appreciate you um, taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.